You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're going to talk about Baz Luhrmann's epic biopic, Elvis. You no trouble. Me, Fifth Element. Supreme being. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Chicago morning, a poor little baby child is born in the ghetto. Welcome to the podcast. We are your hosts. I am editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Callen. How you doing, Brian? Oh, God damn. Are you going to do the whole fucking thing in Elvis voice? Well, I, I've got to perfect my Elvis voice. <laughs> You didn't do that beforehand? I, come on. I well, know you were in the I, I shower I, and no, you were looking in no. the mirror and you were doing the Elvis voice. Bro, you know I never look into a mirror. But, uh... <laughs> 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 no, man. I, you know, I'm like Elvis. I come in, I come in cold and, and by the end we're hot. <laughs> hot, sweaty. <sighs> Ooh, we're bloated and hot by the end. <laughs> and one of us is probably going to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We also have with this. God damn it, Jared. We also have, we also have with us director of photography Mike Griggs. Oh, uh, that's all right, Mama. You're good. You're good. Uh, everything that just happened. That's Any the way shit that I'm here for. Oh my goodness. Well, we've never talked Elvis, so before we talk about this movie, uh, what's everybody's familiarity? With the king, we live in Memphis. Yeah, that's mine. We do, we do. <laughs> yes, that's how familiar I've, I am. I've never paid to go to Graceland, or excuse me, Graceland. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> oh my god! Okay, legitimately, one of my favorite things is to call it Graceland because I'm I'm a northerner and I like pronouncing it Graceland. And for as much work as I do with Elvis Presley Enterprises, every time I'm like, all right, we're here at Graceland, and they're like Graceland. I'm like, that's what I said, Graceland. Like, Graceland. Yeah. Elvis yeah. ran everything that's, together. You got to say Graceland. It's, that's what I said, Graceland. <laughs> cool. It, is, it has never not been funny to me, and it will never not be funny to me. I appreciate your uh, your your dedication to your craft. <laughs> Elvis Elvis has always been a part of everyone's lives. Um, Elvis is, is is there are people who have pictures of Elvis and Jesus. 
and Martin Luther King and John F. Kennedy on their walls. <laughs> the, 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 these people. Who are these people's houses and how do I not go there? <laughs> Bunch of really famous, all- you know, humanitarians, did a lot of good in the world, and then Elvis yeah. Presley. <laughs> I was going to say a lot of white dudes and then also Elvis Presley. Jesus was black. <laughs> yeah, so was Martin Luther King, bro. Like, what, you, what the hell? <laughs> That's the joke, Brian. God damn it. Start that the Alex Jones joke. conspiracy it's fine. here. It's black fine. helicopters! <laughs> Martin Luther King was a white guy, I'm telling you. It's a disguise. <laughs> The color was all no. wrong on those TVs. There in was the 50s. a filter on the lens. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, that was a, apparently that was a highly inappropriate joke. It worked in my brain, but that's fine. <laughs> the joke was that Jesus is white. I'm sorry. The rest of it didn't work. But no, man, Elvis. Elvis is. It's so strange how how Elvis has is still a phenomenon. Like, 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 here, legitimately, still, like, selling millions of records every year, still, and it's insane that that the Elvis Presley Enterprise people can continue to figure out ways to make money with Elvis. Yeah, I've n- I've never been like a huge Elvis fan. I think my first introduction to Elvis, like properly, was Lilo and Stitch. Thank you, Disney. Really? Like, legitimately, and I didn't see it when it came out. Like, I wasn't like like my little. It was my little brother's favorite movie, and then I watched it. When my kids were old enough to want to see it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess I've kind of heard this every now and then." And then I moved to Memphis, and I work with Elvis Presley Enterprises, and I I have filmed at Graceland countless times. Like I have sat on the floor of the fucking jungle room and put my hands in the shag carpet and been like, "Yeah, this is fucking Elvis's house." And there's still a part of me that I'm like, I don't feel like I know this guy or what the hype is or why it's a big deal, but. Everybody comes from across the world to come to the vigil on the night he died or whatever during Elvis week. And it's it feels like a, a big like a fucking deal. It feels like a crazy ritual. Yeah, it's like um, a religious experience for people, for like people with thousands torches. of people across the world. Yeah, that is And I've weird. been on this like weird, like adjacent to Elvis appreciation for a, a rather significant portion of my life never quite understood it and this movie was really interesting foray into all right i i'm really i, I want to know what's what's the big fucking deal yeah but and also growing up here he's also not a really big deal because it's just it's everywhere it's everywhere yeah it's all in your yeah. face all the time yeah all the time so like it was never a big deal and like the, like it's the first time i ever went to graceland uh is when i uh <laughs> i got paid you know I, I was doing a gig and then since then i've spent so much time at Graceland. So much time there. And, like, I'm talking about, like, sitting on the floor in the jungle room, rubbing my hands on the green carpet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, <dude>. like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like, like being places that there are people who would, like, freak the fuck out to be where we are and doing what we're doing. Like, we're hanging out in the backyard at... at uh, Griggs and I are hanging out in the backyard at Graceland, like, running lights and shit and like trying to figure out where we can plug things in and just like there's no one there with us we're just like walking around going all right yeah <laughs> like what yeah. are we doing back here by yeah. ourselves you know like all right like 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 real talk this is not a this is not a fake antidote two months ago less than two months ago probably like more like seven or eight weeks seven weeks ago yeah jared two and i <laughs> fuck whatever time has no meaning to me okay jared and i were were filming things at graceland and we were in a closet with yeah, like we were. clothes and then this fucking movie happens 
and Elvis's mom dies, and I see this shot of him in this closet, like with his face up against these clothes, and I was like, "Holy shit!" We were there. I was in that goddamn closet. Oh, not that one, because that one was in Australia. Well, well, I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck you, Brian. God damn it. The point of the story is, like, I was in Elvis's actual mom's closet, sitting next to her clothes. Like, I didn't touch the clothes, but I was sitting basically where Elvis yeah. was supposed to be when his mom had died, and he was in there, like, sad and trying to hug her clothes. And I was like, I was literally just there. And the like, producer was like, ago. has anyone seen Griggs? And I'm like, yeah, I'm waiting for him to come out of the closet. <laughs> Um, that was that was a long way to get to that joke, but I appreciated it. I really but did. I see I see where you went, and I see where you led me. And you know what? Fucking, I'm here for it. Um, what? But to to the point of, of of us seeing all these things that that we personally recognize that that are like extreme details is is something that this film like really gets right. Its attention to detail on set design is fucking insane. Uh, there's a bonkers level. It's ridiculous. There's a scene where, uh, Elvis is living in an apartment with his whole family and we recently shot in that exact place. Been been to that apartment. Yeah. We've been in there and, and there's, there's a scene where Elvis is talking to his mama, his mama in the, uh, mama, uh, in, in the, in the kitchen and, and mama's upset. It's before it's the scene right before, uh, she goes to the bedroom and then they have this like, kind of like odd sexual like hug. Um, <laughs> it was odd and sexual, and I was like, "God damn, Boz! Like, Love really? You, did you need to do that? What the shit? You're the only girl for me, Mama. Uh, but uh, you, Whoa, you, 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 know, you, you know, you know, you you know, you're my best girl. You're my um, best girl. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, the scene before that, Mom's in the kitchen, and, and and Elvis is standing in this archway. And I thought, and when we went in that the actual place, I thought it was really interesting that that had the archway there. And so I spent a lot of time looking at it. I took photos of it. And where Elvis is standing, I was actually standing there, and I had a camera, and I was like shooting the where, where the stove is, and there's that window, and and I vividly remember the view outside of that window, and when you're looking in that scene, the perspective outside the window is like perfect, and it makes me think like so obviously they built the interior of that building, uh, and obviously that that's that's like uh, green screen or whatever outside, but on the exterior when he's like walking up to the outside of that building. It looks exactly like it does. And then Mama, Mama, looking out the window at him and all that, all, all that stuff is, is right. Did they build that fucking giant apartment building or was that like set extension? I, I, w- I would say they, they built the front of that. It's massive and it's it's crazy and it's it's like it, it's fucking perfect. I mean, it could all be green screen, but I I feel like you can see the like all of Bill Street in the background. You can kind of tell that, you know, that's CGI back there. Yeah, but like the, some of the storefronts and like when the camera goes in through the window, like that shit looks so good. Yeah. That's got to be built. It, I mean, it, oh no, no, it, they they built they built the no, main. They built all that. I've stuff, seen the aerial like, of that, but and and I, and I know they built Graceland, uh, like like the, like the front of it, and and you mm-hmm. never you never go into the jungle room or the kitchen or downstairs to the to the pool room or the media room and all that. But it, it seems like they built. They built the, the, the dining room and the, front, the living the area. The front two rooms. The, the dining the front, room the front, and the living yeah, room. And then up yeah. the stairs, and, and then the they ha- built the Elvis's bedroom. It yep. seems like all those are built. Um, and, and, they're, and they're, like, accurate. They're, like, extremely accurate. accurate. Like, down to, the, like, the, the, the coffee table, and then, and then the marble used for the fucking uh, the fireplace. And then, like, all of it. it, it it's, it's, it's insane how perfect it is. 
when Elvis's mom dies and they're they're in the mansion and they're on um you know his dad while he's like really sad that his wife has died and and then they cut to Elvis and he's like just sitting there no I'm sorry the moment I'm I'm thinking of is when Priscilla leaves him when when Elvis sinks into the staircase when the when they've gone from the oh, red yeah. carpet to the white carpet which is what is currently in it and Priscilla walks out and they're just there's just like this close up on Elvis like the staircase is fucking exactly like it's perfect. What's it's it's a hundred percent real. Even to where the vents are down on the side of it, yeah, where that side stupid. table is, uh, that that room that on the bottom floor as you go past the side table, that's where that's where his parents' room was. All yeah. that stuff because there's a shot where they, where they pan over and a dog comes out around that at, at one point when everybody's like running out and running around. It's it's amazing and and I love how they always leave the front door open. <laughs> <laughs> right? I hate that. I've always hated that. I hate that in movies, period. Motherfuckers in movies don't know how to no, shut doors. That drives it just, me crazy. It's a, it grinds my gears, Jerry. Well, you, which is really funny because, like, if you knew where the road was, like, it's actually not that far. So if, if you were standing at the road looking up at the house, you could just the see driveway? all this... What am I saying? But like you know, down where the gate is and, and that wall. Oh and all yeah. That yeah is, okay, if if yeah. you were standing down there and you were like, "Yo, God, that's where Elvis lives," you could look up and see that the doors wide open and there's people riding go karts all around. It's not that's that true. big. Hundred percent. You could see all. And that so shit. I was thinking, I was like, "Damn, this is so wild." All this craziness is going on. They're just leaving the fucking door open, like you know, and like people could just be hopping that wall and like running right now. How many times did that happen where people were just actually trying to like break into Graceland? I don't know. You, you, you're the guys that have been to Graceland so many times. They, they didn't tell you that. That's not a stat <laughs> somewhere. Think, How many think, crazy No, you think they tell you the shit fence? when you go to Graceland? You have to sit around and experience it. You have to fucking live oh, it. Please, no. I twice was more than I'll ever need for the rest of my life. So I've never taken the tour. So if you take the tour, do they give you like a? Is there a tour guide walking around with you, or is it like? Do you yeah, give there you was like headphones. Okay, headphones. so they're like. It's my headphones. It's it's an actual tour guide. Yeah. Well, yeah. But that was like when the last time I went, like 2013, 2012. Oh, it's been a minute. Okay. This is where Elvis used to sit down and have his fried peanut butter banana sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> really remind him of his mama. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not as much into music, so like I'm more into you know movies and like film history is kind of my thing. And oh, really? Yeah. So like, I know Elvis from those terrible beach movies. That's my experience with Elvis. Not like I don't know if I've seen an Elvis movie. Oh my god, they're fucking horrendous. I've only ever seen. Are they really bad? They are sure. so bad. It's all they, they, about. They talk about him being really wanting to be an actor. Is, oh is he a really bad god. actor? Yeah, it's just it's it's him hitting on a chick playing volleyball on the beach or doing like there's always like some kind of like sports thing that's going on and he's got to compete in that and get the girl and do a little singing. Oh no, so but they're it's, always it's, on so the beach. He, 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 he really wanted to be James Dean, so there's always the you know the competing, like the racing and and the. There's always something like that, yeah. But if really you've seen one, like Jimmy I, Dean, you've pretty much seen them all. Huh. It, not, but he's making money at him though. Well, right? they actually. Yeah, I mean, he was making money at him because he was he was fucking famous. He was Elvis, and he was in a movie. You know, uh, they came out, and I think even see the film handles this whole like ten year period of his life like in a quick flash. It's like a montage of like maybe two minutes. Um, they just didn't have a lasting appeal they just started losing more money because they, they started turning them out real cheap there there was that one piece of the the montage for like and then they got cheap <laughs> that was like the whole thing you know it's like yeah i don't know yeah. this whole movie was very bizarre because it was like really fast paced exactly but at the same time 
it, I kept looking at my watch. I thought it was just the movie was so slow. I was like, how is something this energetic, yeah. cut this fast, still feel so slow? How is this possible? It's because for a two and a half hour movie, uh, at least 50 40. minutes of this was just montage. There was so much fucking montage. I felt like I was just watching music videos for like an hour and a half straight. Like, that's what it felt like. Well, that's dude's style. That's how Baz does it. That, that, that's he, he's, he's over the top, ridiculous montage, all this like fucking overlays and crazy scene transitions. And that's how the, yeah, kind of, the opening right, of this film really felt like that. For a second. Can, can we talk about the scene transition for a second? Because, like, there was, like, three different styles of scene transitions. Like, there was there was Tom Hanks as as the old guy walking through the casinos. <laughs> the, yeah. Oh, we got to talk about Tom Hanks, but I'll hold it. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying, like, that was one version of scene transitions. And then there was like all the spinning things. Those that was I another liked. scene transition. Those, like, I like those a lot. And stuff. Yeah, 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 and they turn cool. into the record and all that yeah, kind of shit. That yeah, was, that those are sexy. cool. Those are good. I like those. That's when the movie was do- like, oh, this is going to be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> like the first I hour. Was like, oh, yeah, the first cool. hour is like, right. Oof. Right. The first hours are interesting. The second hour was like, what the fuck? And then, then like the last forty minutes was like, oh, there's the movie again. But I was just like, can we can we pick like a style of 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 montage and a scene transition and narrative device? Like it, it just felt like there was like three different things that they were trying to do in this, and like you I don't think you had to stay that consistent. But it's it's this is his least consistent film that I've seen. Yeah, Most of them they, yeah, they have I'll a style and it carries through the whole way. This one like changes, but. Elvis changes, so maybe that's what he's trying to do, or maybe yeah. But but there's still this like weird like there's Tom Hanks walking through another fucking casino for no. Well, the whole story's threaded through his character, so you're getting his his weird narration. You know, all right. I'll give you that, but then what was the fucking point of like all the random like here's Tom Hanks as a 90 year old guy like walking through an empty casino? It made no fucking sense. That was him dancing through his memory. Look, dude, no, the whole Tom Hanks comes on screen and he's, he's like telling the story. Yeah, he's telling the story, but he doesn't finish it. He never finishes it in the movie. He dies, Brian. He's telling the story from his from his fucking hospital room, but he's also at the same time walking through an empty casino. I don't what. No, that that's Why? that's the that's him. You can be sitting in a fucking hospital room and then you're telling a story and your brain is taking you through things, you know. Yeah, but why is the casino empty? Why is Tom Hanks the only person in this casino? It's because it's not real, man. But but the casino has nothing to do with Elvis. Like, why is he in the casino? But it has for everything the sake of to the, do with the colonel. Oh, well, it, it has a little to do with Elvis. Like, I mean, they they show you that with the napkin agreement and all that stuff, and later. Yeah, but that's like at the end of the fucking movie. Yeah. Like, so why is the entire attempt at a narrative like casino? Because Elvis just, created the casino fucking uh, show. No, look, look no, no, hold up. This no. whole book in with Tom Hanks what? makes no fucking sense. It makes no sense. It starts off with him literally on screen saying like, hey, some people say I'm the villain of this story, but I'm not. And you think he, you're going to know like uh, why he's not the villain, what really happened there. And that's never explained. He, nope. liter- he literally is like, you're correct. hey, you're I, correct. I'm, not, I'm not the bad guy. And then the whole movie just shows you how this dude just... Fucking took advantage of fucking Elvis in all of his bad moments, all the moments where he was lonely or just felt like alienated from everybody. And this guy's a dick. Why? There's Tom. There's Colonel Tom in? Parker, like recognizing those moments and then taking advantage of them. At what point did you decide that you're not like the 
you're not the villain in this movie. I don't understand. Yeah, for a movie that was two hours and 40 minutes, I didn't get an indie. It's like, oh, Elvis died. Boom. All right. Well, you know, for 42, you know how this shit goes, right? Bye. <laughs> it's like, what? Hold up. Back up. Wait, wait, wait. I, you did not give me a fucking complete story. That's what you fucking owe me. That that irritated. That's what irritated me out of this movie more than anything in the whole world. It's just it bothered the shit out of me. You start it, you finish it. No, it, it told a whole story. It's like the the rise and fall of the king, bro. You know, and then also Elvis thought that he, no one's ever going to remember me. But you know what? He's still the highest grossing single artist sales or whatever of all time. Yeah, solo artist. Solo artist. It says that at the end. Yeah, in, the, in that very yeah. faint font. That's you know what they read. don't tell you? Like, like how much how much money did uh, did the colonel get from that? You know, like oh. yeah. How much Where money was did that the colonel line? steal yeah, from right? that? That that like. He was actually owing Elvis after he went through all the shit where they finally figured out, yeah, the colonel stole a shit ton of money from me. I think that's why I don't like musical, like, biopics. I just, I, I'm not a fan of them. They have to go in between this really thin line between giving fans what they want and trying to tell a dramatic story. Yeah. And that's really hard. And this movie is like a, a perfect example of why, of how that is... How, how that just does not work. Like, the whole Martin Luther King and um, the Kennedys being shot. I wrap up for that is him fucking singing a song. And I'm listening to the lyrics. I'm like, I guess that's a protest song? Kind of? <laughs> like, I guess you motherfuckers back in the 70s really, like, layered in your meaning there. But I don't know. It's... Yeah, and the extent of us as filmmaker or as, as film watchers... We were told, like, well, he was supposed to put on a Christmas sweater, and he didn't. And instead, he sang, he sang a song about dreaming. So, yeah, no, he's definitely sticking it to the man. Right? Yeah. I mean, look, if you're going to get into politics and you're going to bring this shit up, where the fuck is fucking Elvis and Nixon? Where is that fucking famous photo? Why is that not in here? That They completely bypass Elvis and Nixon and, and guns and, and all that stuff. All of it. Completely. Well, they show that he wears a gun on his head. That's what and I'm all saying. Like, it, this isn't a, but, a but proper it, story. Over. Yeah, it, yeah, you're, you're cherry picking the nice things that we can say in our society today, and, and go like, oh yeah, okay, Elvis was a good man. It's just like uh, Lisa Mar- uh, Lisa Marie, like her fucking uh, no, not uh, it's Priscilla, her fucking age. They don't they don't even mention her age when they got married. The no, fact that she's look, like ten no. years younger than him. They they bring it up later. He's like he's like when you're When I'm fifty and you're forty, yeah, you'll yeah. come back to me. That's that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, you're being you're pussyfooting around it. You're hiding the truth. You're not gonna talk about it. But then you want to talk about all this like fucking I understand like Elvis has always been accused of like stealing from like black artists and, and they want to make like a a happy version of that to fit in history now with this movie. But I don't know yeah, honestly, that was one of the things I was most interested about this movie and is how they were going to deal with that because I, as a person, again, who was very unfamiliar with his music, very unfamiliar with his, his inspiration, his his music writing, his songwriting, I heard a few years ago when I started getting a little bit more familiar with Elvis by working with Elvis Presley, Elvis Presley Enterprises was like, oh yeah, no, Elvis is taken a lot of black music he has appropriated a lot of black music and i was like oh i wasn't aware of this and so going into this i was excited all right boss how are you gonna show me is this real is this not real how did it work everyone how did, are you gonna though. make it everyone feel- covered everything back then 
Well, I mean, you can say that about all art. So all art is inspirational and so comes that, from. That's what yeah. you know. Seems like seems like they're just really pulling that pulling that out. Yeah, cool, man. Like he, he took he took a lot of gospel. He took a lot of like country music. He took he took a lot of like from the rhythm and the blues and just kind of mashed it together into his style. That's how things work. So like pointing that out and making a really big deal about that, you're just trying to fucking make a big deal out of something, really. Like that that's how all fucking art is, just like Brian said. Like it's just I don't know. I, I think making that a really big point. I, I I like that they show, you know, that he 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 was like inspired by that like he's living in the fucking ghetto like in dusty fucking shack town and he goes and he finds something that's fucking like electric something that's different something that that's alive in, in his like mundane world and it like strikes a fucking nerve in this kid that whole opening sequence where he sees all that and then they keep referring back to that and him like him and his friends yeah. like peeking through and the people in there dancing they're all sexual and it's smoky and the guy's just fucking like not even looking at them and he's singing he's he's totally into it and he's like fuck this is goddamn amazing that's that's when the movie's magic and then that's, that's and that's cool that's and, and that, that gives you the vibe so it's it's it, yeah of course fucking Elvis was like in, uh, inspired by all that but that's what we all are. are are we mad at Eminem because he's a fucking white dude playing fucking like black music I, I'm sure some people are yeah well get over your shit <laughs> it's you know what I mean like <laughs> we're all inspired by everything you know I, I, yeah. so I I, I mean I were mad at Vanilla okay. Ice when he did that too <laughs> <laughs> when I hang your ass over a balcony bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, inspiration notwithstanding, I would say that when a when a white man takes black person's music and and does the exact same thing and then all of a sudden makes money out of it, that's the problem. That that is the thing that people have an issue with where you're like, no, this is the exact same music that we were literally just hearing. You sound the same. This is why there were issues with like, oh, Elvis sounds like a black person on white radio. And so white radio doesn't want to play him. This is this is this is the this is this struggle. If a white guy can sound like a black person, but do the exact same music, and now all of a sudden we're okay with it because it's a white guy, that's a problem. So you can take the inspiration, you can take the music, and you, that's that that is literally the definition of appropriation. If you can if you can do the exact same thing, and now it's okay because you're white, that's appropriation. Yes, there is there is inspiration. There is let's cover the song, let's let's bring these artists along and and let's do let's celebrate that. And that's kind of what I like about what Boz was trying to do with this. Was he's like, look at all these artists that Elvis was inspired by. Here's this person, here's this person, here's this person. Let's celebrate though that originality. Let's celebrate um um Fuck, I'm li- I'm losing all the names of the artists that are in this film, but he was trying Boz BB King, um, Little Richard, yeah, Little Richard, Haley Jackson. Um, I'm gonna pull it. Yeah, up I, I I'm see, just gonna I see, fucking Little Richard. His, his hair gave him away. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking funny and great. Yeah, that was great. Little Richard and Sister Sister Rosetta Tharp. Um, fuck, I'm 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 gonna butcher all of them. But, but the, my point is, like, Boz went through extreme efforts to make sure that like there are there are black artists that were doing all this music way before Elvis got it. And they are also important. And look where this came from. I think that's 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 really important. But I, I think it's I think it's hard. I think it's, it's wrong to try to vilify Elvis and say, because of that. I think that's more of a societal issue. That you know, it, it took someone like that to, to bring uh, that style of music into the the, the mainstream. Uh, I don't think that's yeah. Elvis the mainstream is El- the white people, and that's actually right. what I think this movie does really well. If there's one thing this movie does extremely well, is saying. It's, it doesn't have to just be like, 
appropriating black music into white culture. It's Elvis was popular and he was inspired by all these amazing artists. And look how we can all appreciate this person, this person, this person and Elvis and the way that all those things came together. And I think that's fucking beautiful in this film. Yeah, I think that's the only plot line that's beautiful. I, I really do. That, yeah, man, I, that, that and maybe some of the Colonel and Elvis interactions work most of the time. But I didn't feel anything from the family stuff, man. I, yeah, I was emotionally nothing, <laughs> nothing from Priscilla. Like, no. completely all wasted, really. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt like Priscilla was there to, like, look cute, have crazy hair, and wear cool outfits. What'd you call Elvis? <laughs> I like their I like their their scene when when the first scene with her. Uh, I like the scene that in, in the in the bedroom. Oh, I think that yeah, when he's in the army jacket and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that, okay, all yeah, that yeah. plays really well. I like that. Um, her leaving th- that was a so quick. It was very quick, but, but and it's also like there was no like meat in between. It would be nice to see them have more issues. It would like to be like like you know, just felt like it. There was no build up to it and and then even we know that elvis is doing drugs but like we don't really see it yeah yeah and we don't know what that she knows that? or she doesn't and yeah, so how she does, yeah. gets into an argument and she's like no it's not that it's these pills and holds right. them up and yeah, i'm like, but oh, like what's the build those? up to that yeah what's the build up to that it wasn't one it was zero yeah no the extent of the extent of the build up was like him having one concert where he decided to kiss like 16 people <laughs> 16 gonna, females all right all right yeah. yes his wife was getting like, jealous. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna kiss you i'm gonna kiss you i'm gonna kiss you and she was sitting in the back like oh hell no <laughs> those lips are mine <laughs> i love all my children i mean my fans i mean oh baby oh mama all of you my mama, oh, mama. <laughs> she like yells at him in the middle of him and he goes back on stage and she's like oh you want to kiss me too all right come here it's like Elvis, you done fucked up, bro. Like your woman's right there looking at you. Like, what you dude, no, not now. Come on, that's what the side doors are for. Even Priscilla knows that. She said it later. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, such a non-entity. We don't even know that she knows of like extramarital affairs or anything. <laughs> She's just like, right, it's no, all. It's all I don't it's care about told. the girls that you bring into the side right. door. It's fine. It's a one-off I line with no build-up. It's just there. Yeah. Tell, tell, no. tell. Fucking show. No fucking that. No, this isn't a movie. This is a book. Oh, wait. It is a movie. God damn it. I bet that I bet that Elvis Presley Enterprises had a big deal about Elvis uh, and showing Elvis doing drugs. I, I was working on... I, 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 will, I will tell you, being friends with the people who run most of the, those things, they were not allowed the privilege of having an opinion on that. Well, that's that's good. Because they shouldn't, uh, you know. It's a. Se- I mean, seriously though, man. Like, like you shouldn't be able. To, you shouldn't have to stomp things down. I was working on that HBO documentary, The Searcher, uh, Elvis documentary, and we were in uh, the jungle room. And uh, there's this really badass, like I think it's like petrified wood or something. It's a coffee table. Yeah. And I'm standing. I'm standing by that coffee table. And I'm looking down at it. And uh, one of the Elvis handlers there. I don't think he's there anymore. The, El- the Elvis handlers. Uh, you, <laughs> what are they handling Dude, his dead body? <laughs> no, they handle everything that's there. Uh, they have to put uh, on white gloves and they come in yep. and they move things around. You're not allowed to touch anything. You know, you don't get to touch it. They have a whole person there to move. Yeah, yeah, things. yeah. You tell them what you need and they move things around. Correct. Oh. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm standing there and I look down at this table 
and I'm looking at this crazy ass room, and I'm like, I wonder how much cocaine was done on this table. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, in front of the guy? Two wheeler. Oh yeah, in front of everybody. <laughs> it's 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 in the middle of the night. Like it's not like we're like we're on set. Yeah. We have oh, these conversations it's, it's on two set. Two o'clock in the morning. At it's that a point legitimate. Day, like it's a legitimate bit. time. Hey, does anybody got coast cocaine? Let's do cocaine like Elvis did. No. cocaine. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. All right. So I go. Damn. I wonder how much cocaine was done on this table. And this guy looks at me. He goes. None. Elvis did no illegal drugs. Only drugs Elvis ever did were prescribed by his doctor. Stop. And I was what? like, and I, I looked at that person. I was like, okay. What? And then, and then, like, and then, like, when he left the room, I turned to the camera operator and I was like, someone did some cocaine on this table. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why that guy doesn't work. There. <laughs> Listen, my lord and savior has done nothing. On I swear, man. Like, damn. You can't sing Bro. gospel with cocaine in your system. <laughs> Elvis was smoking weed and doing blow and like doing whatever the fuck else he wanted, man. Like, come on, man. Let's be realistic. I've seen Walk Hard. <laughs> oh my god! I know that's Johnny Cash. It's different. <laughs> Not by much. Uh, oh, you know what? Let's uh, let's take a break here. Let's uh, let's let's pr- play the trailer for Baz Luhrmann's Elvis, and uh, we'll be right back. There are some who'd make me out to be the villain of this here story. Let's don't let a good thing die. Are you born with destiny? Or does it just come knocking at your door? There's a young singer from Memphis, Tennessee. Give him a warm hayride welcome. Mr. Elvis Presley! Get a haircut, buttercup! In that moment, I watched that skinny boy transform into a superhero. to promote you, Mr. Presley. Are you ready to fly? I'm ready. Ready to fly. Tomorrow, all of America will be talking about Elvis Presley. I can't move, I can't sing. Some people want to put me in jail. So well's moving. They might put me in jail for walking across the street, but you're a famous white boy. The way he sings is God given, so there can't be nothing wrong with it. Tragedy, but it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with us. Reverend once told me, when things are too dangerous to say, sing. I'm gonna be for the shoe, and nobody's gonna remember me. 
I need to get back to who I really am. And who are you, Oz? I just gotta be making the most of this thing while I can. This can all be over in a flash. We are the same, you and I. We are two odd, lonely children reaching for eternity. The greatest show on earth. Elvis has left the building. All right, we're back. That was a trailer for Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. Because we're taking care of business, baby. Yeah, Ooh, just like the king. Yeah. It's a good trailer. Mm. Mm. Makes me want to go watch it again. Uh, I don't know, man. That trailer was just as long as the movie was. I think that <laughs> I <know>. was very... <laughs> <laughs> that's very indicative how the film actually rolls. Exactly. Yeah, actually, that's, that's, yeah, that's a good point. A good point. No, that, that movie made feel like it was way more like like politically saying something and and saying things about culture and the way that we interact in the world and all this stuff and like the movie i mean the, the trailer made it seem like the movie was doing a lot of things and the movie was about 40 minutes too long to do what the trailer was promising i'm sorry gotta, gotta get all that shaking in there all that hip jab right were elvis there the were pelvis. two fucking Wiggling different fingers. shots two shots of elvis's dick in the early parts of the movie, bro, Elvis in the trailer, Dick is the reason that he has everything that he has. Man, he's like wiggling it, and he got all these girls <laughs> like hot and bothered, and they're like, mean, "Holy shit!" They couldn't do anything but fucking scream, like like all, feeling all the things that they weren't supposed to feel. Damn, that's this feel, what this Colonel feels Tom wrong, Parker said it, it was supposed so to be. Right. I'm not sure that I'm supposed to be feeling all these feelings, but I want to pay money to feel more of these oh feelings. God. I don't even know what to do. I just sit here and fucking scream. It's so weird that they, <laughs> they, 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 they have you ever like watched something and you loved it so much you just started fucking screaming? No, I, I like I, I I literally as as a cisette white male I can't understand where that part is coming from. I don't think I've ever felt anything like that. No. Uh, like maybe maybe emo- emotions were just more pure back then. I, I don't know. Like maybe I guess, or maybe like their emotions were so suppressed back then. I don't that, know. Like don't this level of like gyrating in their faces. Don't, don't and, teenage girls still do that though? With like boy bands, like they still yell, right? Don't they scream still? Oh, they definitely still yell and scream. But, yeah, like this level of. Yeah. I mean, I gotta give it to this fucking movie, dude. Like that opening first Elvis performance montage moment where all these women are like trying to hold themselves back and he's gyrating on stage and then asking his bandmates why are they freaking out and they're like it's the hips you gotta move and and then that fucking one girl who's like I'm holding it back but then I can't help but fucking scream they got that all wrong because fucking Forrest Gump showed him that like, <laughs> what the fuck dude also played by a uh, a better Elvis, in my opinion, uh, Kurt Russell. Oh, shit. That was Kurt Russell in yeah. that movie? That's the second time he's played Elvis. He also played Elvis in John Carpenter's made-for-TV movie titled Elvis. John Carpenter's Elvis. And that's what? that's the one where Elvis is actually uh, going around stabbing motherfuckers with a giant kitchen knife. 
that would have been an incredible movie. <laughs> he's like dressed in that white jumpsuit. <laughs> he's going around. Don't, don't, don't get the horror fans to watch that and get them all excited. Don't. That's messed up, bro. I would 100% want Don't you disappoint you my mama. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Norman Bates. Oh, dude. I watched the shit out of that. I did have an idea one time where I wanted to do a, uh, a horror film where uh, Elvis Presley Enterprises was holding a Elvis uh, tribute artist. They're not... Uh, oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. Elvis tribute artist contest uh, as a way to bring in all these Elvis tribute artists because... Uh, in the basement of Elvis of uh, Graceland, uh, there is a zombie Elvis who's fat as fuck, and he eats Elvis impersonators. Stop! What? <laughs> fat zombie Elvis in the basement of Graceland. in the basement in the basement of Graceland, and then like you know. Oh my god! It would, I would watch the shit out of that. What are you talking about? <laughs> Even though he's dead, he's still sweating. Yeah, and, then, no. and then no, and, and, and the title is it, the title is just Elvis's. Elvis's, <laughs> and, and it's just like in this movie they put they, it ends in an S, yes. apostrophe S. Yes. Like, yeah, I it's Elvis's. Be crazy the credits. I was like, it's just an apostrophe. It ends in S. You dumb fucking motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no if you kidding. want a green light, uh, this amazing zombie Elvis film in the wake of the fucking fame of this film, I think we've got. I think it would get at least. We could at least pull ten million. Okay, so we could shoot it for like a million. We're gonna make ten million. I mean, I think it's worth it. Let's do it. We may not be able to afford Tom Hanks, but we can definitely get. No, it no, no. We don't need Tom Hanks, bro. We just need to get like fucking. We need to get Blumhouse's fucking like makeup team and like <laughs> and make this fucking like you know like, like uh, Dr. Fucking, Loomis. No. <laughs> no, 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 just, no, just, no, just like in fucking Tusk, you know, well, like we have the big giant rubber fucking like, uh, like walrus, we have a fucking giant rubber fucking Elvis monster that eats Absolutely. fucking Elvis yes. fucking impersonators. Yes. Oh, all right, uh, man, you're just giving me a reason to uh, actually stay awake through all of Tusk now. <laughs> <laughs> Never finished that movie. I need to know. Oh, really? Yeah. T- Tusk has the same ending as uh, Shaun of the Dead. Oh, I don't it, believe you. you know, they play video games They're, with a walrus. No, but but the situation's kind of the same. A human so, walrus. Like, they play video games with. Oh, you know, oh it, at it, the at the end of the movie, the flippers? best friend is actually still dead. But then yeah. they like they're still it, okay it keeps with him, each other. Yeah, it keeps him there. Yeah, no, that's terrible. Yeah, but that's how that's how Tusk ends as well in a, in cool, a very cool, similar cool, way. Cool, cool, Thanks for that spoiler. I now I get to skip it. I appreciate that actually. Now I'm gonna have to watch it. <laughs> it worked for both the of you. The two reactions of your friends, Jared. <laughs> I think you both should watch it because it's actually uh, it's actually pretty good. Um, yeah, Michael Parks is is excellent in it. I don't know how you went from fucking Elvis to Tusk, but you know. <laughs> This is the beauty of our podcast. I'm kind of uh, yeah. wishing we, we could land in these places. Watch that movie this instead. Is, this is feeling oh. more like the old style podcast. Um, but no, uh, the old style. <laughs> you know, like four years ago. Um, that, was, that was before me, Brian. Yeah, it's okay. That's when I talked a lot like this because uh, <laughs> there's a lot less jokes and uh, hey, movie, less movie stuff, guys. Fewer things. No, no, no. I, I'm talking about like after I joined, not before I joined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, I think it took us a while to uh, to to get there. 
Well, I worked on you quite a while, but it, uh, <laughs> it took it from like uh, episode sixty to fucking like you know at least eighty or ninety before we started changing anything. <laughs> Uh, try 200. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who have stuck through uh, the movie group podcast from those times. You know, I, I think it's kind of fucked up because if you, if you listen to one of these more recent podcasts and you, and you really like it for some reason, uh, and um, <laughs> it makes you want to go back and dig in the archives, uh, you, you're going to like find a progression, which is interesting. You know, it th- things are different, so... Uh, but it's it's a living it's a living organism. Um, We've grown I know over the a, years. Yeah, man, that, that's that's fucking life, bro. Just like Elvis, he changed. You know, <laughs> he did, he did. <laughs> and in this movie, he changed through lots and lots and lots of montages. Costumes. Yeah, he changed through lots and lots of costumes. And it, no, his makeup was good. Montages, costumes, costumes are a, a better thing to talk about. Let's talk about the costumes. Well, the, the interesting thing, like Elvis, Elvis has always had like a flair. You know, he, like they showed him even back in the day when he was just a teenager, he still had pink socks. You know, he's wearing he's wearing guy liner and, and pink eyeliner. Socks. <laughs> yeah, guy liner. Oh, guy liner. Well, well done, well done. Okay, all right, I'll accept that. He was maybe or maybe not accused of being gay back in the day, but you know, we'll just call it guy liner, and that's fine. <laughs> you think you think Elvis was bisexual? Ah, uh, there's a lot of biographies that say yes. Yeah, I think bisexual is a gentle way to put it. Really? I mean, based on my very limited knowledge and the way that Baz Luhrmann decided to portray him in this film, yeah, I think bisexual is a gentle way to put it. Huh. I didn't see him smooching on no dudes though. Yeah, like, what are you I, talking about? I, I didn't yeah, see I didn't that feel in this movie. It in this movie. I, I felt they stayed away from his sexuality, like yeah, hardcore in this, except for with his mama. But you know, that scene, that's no, that they made it weird, bro. That one scene, no, they definitely made it weird. Oh my god, they made it weird. I've never grabbed my mom's face like that, like, 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 (laughs) or been like, Mama, you're my only girl. I guess I don't love my mom enough, and I feel really bad about that. This movie made me feel bad about myself. Damn, (laughs) or maybe just your relationship with your mom, because like. Why? I gotta go call my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I like wake her up at eleven o'clock at night, and I'm like, "Mom, I love you. You're my best girl." <laughs> she's like, and "What she's the like, fuck I'm, is wrong I'm with your, you? What? <laughs> Jared, are you on drugs? Are you on the on the grass or something? No, are you no are you comment, mom? But uh, <laughs> I just didn't want to leave the country and not not let you know that that I love you and your well. Best that girl. would be better than Elvis did because he definitely never left the country. That's fucked up. That's a fucked up thing to think about. That Elvis never got to travel around the world and, and like you know bring his bring his thing around. You know, imagine it like how how much larger he could have been. I mean, that was one of the problems I had with this movie was like they went through these efforts to be like, oh, Japan wants you for a million dollars and Germany wants you for a million dollars, and I can't believe that Colonel Tom Parker wouldn't want you to like go to these places and then like I expected like some level of exaggeration for when he's gonna do the fucking Vegas thing for like and they're like a million dollars for a year and I was like wait what you literally just like three minutes before said that he could go to Japan which he wanted to do or Germany for a year for one show for a million dollars and now you're saying that he's gonna be stuck well, it in is one, one fucking hotel it is one show like, like, is he? I think he just comes back and does a stint. I don't think he's there for like. No, no. It's they like five wrote shows on a goddamn napkin. 
one year for a million dollars. No, he he comes back every year. No, no, no. no he they, returns. That, it's not. It's, he's not. He's not working there every night for a year. I thought it was five years for five million dollars. That's still one yeah, yeah, million. Yeah, it's dollars one million dollars a year. Oh, okay. Well, and he, right. he comes. He comes back and does a stint. I think it's like a, like five five shows or whatever. He comes back and does and does and then you know then he goes off and does tours. And then and then then they then he comes back for the next year and then he comes back for the next year and then he comes back. For, I, don't, I don't think he's like in residency at at this place like for I mean, months. That was and months. the implication. Yeah. How would you well, know really? if you watch this movie though? The movie doesn't <laughs> tell you. You know, that, that's the no, problem with this film. That is the no, problem. No. That is the problem. That, and yeah. that's part of what I'm, that's part of my issue is that like, why would he stick here for a million dollars for a year when he could have done one show for a million dollars? What year was that? Uh, he died in seventy two. So wait, wait, so, yeah. so it was seventy two. It, it was in nineteen seventy. So let's just say, I mean, the comeback special was in sixty eight. I know that. So it would have been like sixty six, sixty seven to seventy one. Oh, he died in seventy seven, not seventy two. Sorry, fuck. I should have known that. That's the year Star Wars came out. I even said oh, that like damn. when the movie ended. I was like, oh, Elvis didn't get to see Star Wars. Oh damn! God damn! Oh damn! I did like the uh, 2001 music. $1 million in 1977 is $4.8 million today. Yeah, that's still not that much money for like entering. So he's making, you know. Just not leave the country. That isn't a lot of money, man. That's what I'm saying. For like the biggest act you could probably get at the time? $25 million over, over fucking five years? No. I mean, like, yeah, that, Tom Hanks that, does that in a movie now. Yeah, that that feels like this fucking, movie. <laughs> that feels like Doctor Evil in a goddamn Austin Powers movie, being like, "I'm gonna take the world for one million dollars," and everyone's like, "Wait, really? That's all you want? That's all I could think of for this whole time." <laughs> it was Doctor Evil. We're gonna get sharks with laser beams on their head. Fucking laser beams! I want a shark to have a nice warm meal when it eats. <laughs> That's his like pay, and then you know they're also taking care of all you know the pay for everyone else too. So it's not like they he was he was getting pay and then having to cut out of that. I think that's a big deal too. That's like that's like bring home. I mean, even if it was like three million dollars, that's still not that much for the year. I did think it was crazy when he died. His estate was worth like fucking five million, right? Uh, his fucking daughter, man, built that shit up in like fucking twenty years. It's like worth over a hundred million now. It's like got to be more now, yeah. Because they got that hotel, and, and they're bringing all those well, exhibits they there. actually sold a lot of it off. The family actually only owns, like, uh, Graceland and, like, a couple of the properties. Like, 90% of it they sold off. It's the not hotel even is not owned by Elvis Person Enterprises. That's a that's a different subsidiary that owns the actual hotel. Interesting. But come on, guys, we got to talk about fucking Tom Hanks' fucking goddamn performance. I've been avoiding it because I know how much you hate it. Uh, it is so bad, man. It's so terrible. Like, come on, that accent is so bad. What was he doing? You don't like the accent? I hate the fucking accent, dude. I was laughing at my fucking... I, I, it, um, so it was killing me. The accent... I, I listened to Colonel Tom Parker. Not, not a Colonel or a Tom or a Parker. Uh, I, I listened to... Uh, <laughs> oh, you, you heard that part of the interview? Yeah, and, and I heard it's like also in the seven movie. Seven times when yeah, I, yeah. when he was talking in front of me. Oh yeah, dude! Like anytime, anytime, fucking Baz ever. Like if if you don't know, which you probably do, because you've been listening to this fucking podcast. Griggs and I worked on the uh, on the press kit, uh, press junket for this film. 
Yeah. And we got to we I, got to meet all these people. I had and, the privilege of being the audio person for the entirety of all of the press outlet recordings <laughs> for Tom Hanks for this movie. Except so, for uh, the two that I did with Tom Hanks. Uh. Well, Jared Jared had both Tom Hanks and Austin Butler when they were together, which yeah. I was a little bit jealous because those, I'm sure, were the moments where that were actually interesting. Yeah, I actually, uh, I've, I've told the story before, and, and people, you know, didn't really care, but I'm going to tell it here. But um, Do it. so. Um, I, I was in the room with uh, with Austin Butler and, and Tom Hanks, and uh, and in between, uh, we were waiting on Carson Daly or whoever the fuck to to, to like come on the Zoom, <laughs> and uh, no shit. Uh, but uh, so um, I didn't know that guy was still alive. Sorry, it is insane. It right? wasn't Carson Daly. It was um, <laughs> fuck. What's the guy that did? No, it was Carson Daly. Was it Carson Daly? Yes. That's crazy. Anyways, all right. Anyway, sorry. Uh, so. <laughs> This whole thing is sidetracked. Uh, but no. Um, <laughs> so Tom Hanks says, uh, I was watching the film the other night, and I noticed the scene where uh, you were, um, he's talking to Austin, he's, he's like, where, where you like get down on your knees and you hold the cape open and it changes colors. He's like, did they have yeah. you like put on all those outfits and do that multiple times or was that done digitally? And he's like, because I would swear that's done digitally. He's like, no, that, that was actually, I did that. At least like twenty seven times or whatever, and then twenty seven, yeah, no, some shit like that. And he and he said he said, and then he got up out of his chair and he did that fucking Elvis move where he puts his arms out and down, gets down on his knees, and then he pops back up. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) that was cool. (laughs) And that that was just a little moment between them, like like you know, like there's no cameras rolling. It's just they're just bullshitting. (laughs) Yeah, it was fucking funny. Tom is just like you. You actually did that, Austin, and Austin's like, fuck yeah, I did. Yeah. Here, let me do it one more time. And he time. did it. Yeah, he did it right there for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I got to tell one more Austin Butler story. Uh, so <laughs> so uh, the first time I, I meet Austin Butler, I'm, I'm a little nervous because they, they, they build there. this thing up. Like, like you, okay, these are these people and you, you need to be professional. And, you know, like, I don't give a fuck if these people are your favorite fucking actor or whatever. Don't fucking talk to him unless you're fucking talked to and like all this shit. So I, I got to go over and I, I got to put a microphone on him. And so uh, normally the microphone like will drop down the shirt, and then you have to attach it to a little body pack, and then you put the microphone around the back or put it in their pocket or whatever. It depends on what, what you're doing. So I, I walk up to him, and I've got everything ready, and I go, hey, man, i got to put a microphone on you. And he's like, all right. And he lifts up his shirt, and it's actually shaved. His, his chest is shaved right there where that little mic will go. <laughs> And I was like, oh, professional. And the, the solar plex. Yeah, and the solar plexus. Anyway, so I, I stick it on his chest, and I reach behind him, and I, and I put, uh, put my hand on his back, and I give it a little press. I run the cable around, and I get down, and he's wearing these, like, 50-style pants, and they're really fucking tight. So I stick my hand down the back of his pants, and I pull his pants open, and I, I, I like, put the mic pack down in there. And he turns around and looks over his shoulder, and in his Elvis voice, he goes, Oh, you send a shiver down my spine. And I just started fucking laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a that is a real fucking story, ladies and gentlemen. One hundred percent true. I, I can't affirm. <laughs> um, but listening to all these people talk about the movie, and and being in this really surreal situation, made me really want to watch the movie. And I think that that really lent itself to why I was able to like enjoy the movie because I had so much like personal connection with with Elvis over the years. I think they make a big point in the film to show how Elvis 
Elvis like paved the way for a lot of people's lives. There, there were like people around him like sucking money off him constantly, and he he was paying for things, and he's he's you know buying cars for people, and then he he created an entire industry of him. And what's fucked up and weird is that I've made a lot of money off Elvis. Elvis has been paying my bill for a while on 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 on, on just things over my life of, of being in this town and working in the film industry. Yeah. If you work in yeah. the film industry and you're in this town, you're you're gonna do some Elvis shit. Never done any like, Elvis shit, bro. Well, that's because bro, I, woo, yeah, fuck you, you Elvis. Yeah. We're not balling like you. We have to take every fucking gig. You know, or, or, or Griggs yeah. works at a company that gets all the Elvis shit. Oh my god, we so, do so much fucking Elvis shit. It's ridiculous. Oh my god, he has to do it ridiculous. because that's his fucking job. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so much but, Elvis, but shit. It's, it's pretty crazy. You know, like Elvis, Elvis, Elvis has been good to me, and he didn't even know it. Wow, that that was that was very deep, Jared. Um, let's take a moment for Elvis. I've taken enough fucking moments in Memphis for Elvis, Jared Callett. Is that was that coloring your 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 experience on this film? Uh, look, I, I think if you enjoy Elvis, this movie will be enjoyable for you because there's enough Elvis and enough Elvis songs and enough things to get you through this movie. There's a lot of songs. If you don't like Elvis and Elvis's music, this movie is goddamn really hard to get through. It's very. Then why are you very, watching Elvis? Because you guys picked it for the podcast. No, and I don't. I don't mean. I, <laughs> Brian, bring us the real shit. <laughs> Look, what else was there? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of movies that have been made uh, over the course of the years. We, but we're, we're doing new movies in the theater right now. Though. I mean, I, personally, I would have I picked Lightyear over this, but, you know. That's Bullshit, me. I brought it up, and you're like, no, we're not doing Lightyear. Damn. Don't fucking tell me. Don't, don't fucking make it out to be like, <laughs> come the fuck on. Because I would have done Lightyear. I you're like, done we don't Lightyear. do cartoons. I know, I said we hadn't done cartoons. Oh, well, excuse me. Yeah, not, <laughs> not that we can't. We oh. can open. Oh, oh we're doors. airing it out. We're airing oh. it out, motherfucker. Kristen's not here to fucking, like, keep us in line. All right, so, look. Yeah, we would have spent 20 minutes in the fucking costumes in this goddamn oh, dude, movie. Yeah. But now look, you want to talk about cartoons? Look, Kristen okay. totally ghosted us, okay? So, go ahead. Go I, ahead. I'm going to address her right now. Like, look, I really wanted to talk to you, Kristen, about yeah, all these costumes. There was a because, lot. There was a look, lot. Now, it, is the costume designer, is that the director's wife? Uh, it is. It is. She is also credited as a phenomenal. co-producer in this film. And I, I heard in the room adjacent several of her interviews talking to the press because I was also present at, at, the, at the junket where they were doing all of the interviews. And she sounded like a delightful person who was very excited about this film. I mean, let's be real. She had a lot of influences. She found a lot of the original costumes, and all of her shit was, it felt very accurate. All of her costumes were pretty fucking amazing. I don't know what more to say about it as a non costume well, designing person. Well, the, the, the accuracy really is what's really, is really badass. Like, you know, seeing shots from. They, 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 there, there are moments like when they're walking down hallways and stuff that's like from like documentaries that that that, that, that exist, and they they replicated these scenes, and and then like the shots of of, of like Elvis and Priscilla holding uh, Lisa Marie as a baby, uh, the costumes and even the set design is exact to to the to the to the time like, it's, uh, it's for ridiculous. the actual stills that exist. It's the, the attention how to exact detail. It was. So yeah. which, which makes me wonder, like, what's the um, 
What's the budget on this, Brian? Oh, what was the budget? Uh, $85 million. Really? Yeah. That's it? Holy shit, are you serious? Yeah, I mean, you guys are acting really surprised. What the fuck did they do? They built all these fucking sets, and they fucking, like... What movie doesn't do that? They built some rooms, and they all made right. it look 70s period, bro. Right. And on top of that, they're, they're not having to come up with their original ideas for what characters look like. They built rooms. They built, they built a whole fucking city. Okay. No, they built, they built those, a like, front facade, no, just like they, they did built, for No Time no, to they, Die. No, no they, bullshit. Have they, you fucking seen... No, they built that Bill Street, like, it's, it's like six blocks or whatever. Have you not seen no, the aerial like shot of that blocks. set? It's like three blocks. Bullshit! It's bro. bigger than three bro, blocks. It is. It it's is not, smaller than No Time it's, to Die's Cuban and a set. Half one direction. It's it's a half block the other direction. It's it's, it's more than that. Direction. It's more than it's, that. It's, it's it's four blocks total, like max. I, dude, like you guys are getting all like, oh my gosh, oh, you're getting all production design crazy about all the Graceland shit. I whatever. That's just fucking shit you're recreating. I don't care about that. I think the best production design in this movie was a goddamn carnival. That shit looked amazing. It I'll did, and because, if Nightmare it's, it's, Alley hadn't that's come fair. out like a year ago, I would probably even liked it more. And the reason I'm freaking out about the wow, fucking the, really the attention point, to details because they, they, it's it's like accurate, you know? Because we we were actually uh, yeah, we, we that's did some... easy to do. You're just recreating, you know? Like they're just making doorways yeah. bigger for dollies and shit. That's the only thing that they're having to figure out, you know? Or like where to put wild walls, or like where are we ripping the part of set so we can get a crane in? I, I mean. It's it's impressive that they did the research, but I mean, like, I don't know. It's no more impressive than when I see the Oval Office in a movie. You know, that's mm-hmm. a recreation. I don't know. We don't get excited about that, do we? I don't know. Maybe we do. Mm. I don't know. I, do. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. No, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. Like there there is a level of recreation of like things that we've seen in real life for other movies, like. Wh- I think part of what we're getting excited about is that we haven't seen like this level of accuracy for Elvis, and like the the Oval Office has been around for you know two hundred years, and we've seen dozens of movies that have tried to do it and have done it in interesting ways. But like maybe Jared and I are just kind of nerding out because we've been to the actual like Elvis's real house. Like, look, I nerd- did a really fucking good job. Like, like that's. That's that's legitimately interestingly well done for production design. They did, but I, as a person in Memphis, I would have liked if they had shot this movie fucking in Memphis as opposed to in a completely no different fucking country. No shit. They shot all of this in Australia. There was not a single frame of this movie that was shot in Memphis. But that's which okay. Was kind, I mean, it's kind of okay. Walk the Line did this better. Also, this movie was shot during the pandemic. It was it was started before the pandemic happened. It was said to be in Australia. They filmed a bunch of things, and then the pandemic hit. All of those rumors about, like, oh, my God, Tom Hanks and his wife have, have COVID. That was while they were filming this movie. That was Bass two and a half years too. ago. Nobody cares if Baz got COVID. He's not a national <laughs> treasure. <laughs> Sit down, Baz. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about the, the fucking movie. I don't know how I feel about anything to do with this movie. Other than I like Austin Butler's performance. I thought he was great. He he does really shine in this role. He does. He does really shine. And the actress that was uh, playing Mama and the uh, actress mm-hmm. that played uh, Priscilla, I thought they were great. But they were, yeah, they were barely in the movie, though. Barely in the movie. Most of the time, they were just standing in the background. This movie was not a movie. It was... It was a giant fucking it was just all montage yeah I really like the first half you got that energy that feels like ba- Baz Luhrmann like through and through the energy's there 
all the story is there. Like, everything connects well. I love seeing him in the tent. And then, like, we're going to his first performance. That whole, whole way that's intercut is just absolutely beautifully handled. And then it's af- after that moment, after he starts wiggling his hips in front of those girls and they lose their mind, right after that, the movie just starts losing its footing a little bit. And then it it, it never recovers. And, like, I guess this is, like, a little bit of a problem. The same thing with, like, Bohemian Rhapsody. That also... I, like, I felt like half of that movie was concert footage as well. Mm-hmm. The difference mm-hmm. is, is like I like Queen, and I would rather listen to that music than Elvis Presley. Yeah. So I get why people would like this movie. It's just... If you love Elvis and you want to hear Elvis music, go watch this movie, because a third of the movie is just Elvis music. And did you, did you guys have any like young people that were actually just by themselves, that were under the <laughs> age of like like 30? Did you know? Like I had seventy percent of the people in the screening that I went to was like white hair. Yeah, same here. 100%. But I did have like two teenage boys come and like sit like a couple chairs down from. They say they they came in late, came in and sat down, and I was like, oh, interesting. Uh, they were probably yeah, there with their like, grandparents, and they didn't want to sit with them. Oh, <laughs> they were like, look, we're gonna sit down here. They won't shut the fuck up. They're talking the whole time. Why did Elvis oh, I remember say, this? sweetie? No, no, they're like, oh, I remember that. That was great. Oh, my God. You know, I have that same picture of Elvis on my purse. Accurate. Every time I used to see Elvis, I used to scream and scream. Yeah, gyrating the hips. And when he gyrated the hips, you know, just, uh, I'm sorry. I'm just doing my Tom Hanks. <laughs> Fucking, I, I did that accent so bad. You know, but like. Tom Hanks should never do accents. Tom Hanks isn't great at accents. He is not good at accents, man. I was no. thinking about the Lady Killers, Forrest Gump. All of his accents have aged poorly. Krakosia. Um, ah, <laughs> God damn it. I actually like that movie a lot. Are, uh, are, are we ratings? I feel like we're, we're winding down. Yeah, I feel like we're talking in circles. I, feel like, I don't feel like we've talked enough about the movie, though. <laughs> That's the problem with watching these films in the theater. You can't really t- take notes. How do critics do that shit, Brian? Or they take notes. I take notes uh, when I go see a movie a second time, but I don't go the you know. It's a second time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like it, it's 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 the second time. The first time, like it, you're 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 in the movie, you're experiencing it. Yeah. Like like if I had to stop and like take notes and shit, I mean like I'm missing stuff. I don't know. You can do like annotate it, like little, little like scribbles or whatever. But I just quit doing that. Um, so I try to watch them twice, but I just could not squeeze this. This motherfucker in twice. What? Man, it has nothing to do with squeezing it in. You just didn't want to watch it twice because it's fucking long. It, it, it is. It's exceptionally long. But but here's the deal. I didn't mind the length on the first one. I I, I did think like, God, this is this is I'm, this is a little long. It's feeling a little long. I was still in it. I, I still enjoyed it. I mean, the, the movie is really pretty. Like the, the cinematography, the set design, all the costumes and stuff. Like like Austin Butler as as Elvis. Man, I. I I think he fucking killed it. I, th- I think I think that this is going to be his breakout thing. It may, it may not be the biggest thing that he ever does, but this is but like he's always going to be known as Elvis. It's kind of like as Kurt Russell's known as Elvis. Like you know, this kid is going to be known as Elvis. He he he's he's this generation's Elvis, and he's also going to probably open up Elvis to an entire different generation because he actually comes from like the Nickelodeon generation. So there's kids and stuff that grew up watching him that are going to see this just because of him 
And then they're going to fucking fall in love with Elvis, too. So, like, Elvis will continue. I'm just going to roll into rating because I'm, I'm basically already doing it. Um, this this movie's like, fucking... Um, if you, if you would have asked me as soon as I left the theater, like, bro, right now, Jared, you got to rate this motherfucker. I'd have been like, man, that's it. That's like an eight, 8.5, maybe a nine. Like, like, like I was like, I really, I kind of enjoyed it. I think it's great. I was on a high from like, you know, we had just spent a fucking week with all these people. And then, you know, I've been in, I've been in all these locations and, and like, I've, I've been a part of this film. I feel like I'm, I've got like a minor, like part of this film, which is fucking weird because those people didn't give two fucks about me, but you know, uh, <laughs> real talk. Uh, but, uh, you know, yeah, but, but I think that, I think this is a film that the more you think about it, the more you start to fucking like tear it apart, the worse it gets. Uh, and, and, and when I say worse, it's not like terrible. It's just, it's haphazard. It feels like they're, they're stepping over things that they don't really want to talk about. You know, they, 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 they just, they, they're, they're missing a lot of the big points. But yet again, it's not a, doc- a documentary. It, it's, it's, a, it's a fever dream of, of Baz Luhrmann. And, you know, whatever. Uh, it's a... Uh, early in the day, I said I was going to say a 6, but I think I'm going to slide in at a 6.5. Oh, wow. 6.5. Man. Greg, you going next? Uh, a fever dream of Baz Luhrmann feels like a really, like gentle and accurate way to describe this movie yeah no i i sat with tom hanks for a day while he talked to 45 50 plus reporters and people from around the world asking about this film um and i was really intrigued to see what his antagonist that is the villain but not quite a villain about this movie was supposed to be and then i also spent legitimately two full days with um, the guy who played B.B. King for two fucking scenes and the way that that dude danced around all of the questions about like well Elvis appropriated black music and tell me how this works in this film and most of the those reporters had actually seen the movie so they were asking him and Kelvin was like well you know Alice was just inspired and and talking about like when I got this when I got this part like I didn't I had three weeks to prep for this movie for the prior of BB King and so like people were asking him like how do you relate to BB King and he was like well you know I had three weeks to prep so I just I basically made sure that um, were Elvis and Baby King actually friends? Yes, cool. All right, well, I'll accept the part, and then I'll just do a part. I feel like watching the movie, it was it was it was really entertaining. Um, and the way that a Baz Luhrmann film is very entertaining. I feel like there was plenty of moments which were probably two people who know Elvis, quote unquote, obviously condensed and montaged. For a two and a half hour movie, this film was like 40, 45 minutes of montage. And I felt like that was too long. I don't care about like all the ways that we're just condensing a decade of things into 45 seconds or six minutes or whatever. The production design was amazing. All of the sets and all of the moments felt very accurate to history. But that's that's to be expected for a biopic. 
I thought the costumes were just outstanding. Yes, it's Elvis. Yes, we've seen most of these things before, but everything in this film like looked so fucking good. Grand scheme of things, the movie was fun to watch. I really enjoyed the music. Like Jared said, if I walked out of the theater and I was going to give it like an immediate, here's my rating, I would say 7, 7.5. Um, the more that I've thought about it in the last couple of days, the more that I've been like, ah, I don't really care. It didn't really, ha- it didn't really work for me. Um, I don't think it was a great movie. I'm, I thought about trying to see it again before we talked about it tonight. And the more that I thought about it, the more that I f- realized I don't think I would like it more watching the second time. I'm going to stop talking. I, I'm going to give it a seven. Seven. All right, we got a six, five, and a seven. Oh, do, 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 do. um, let me let me let me think this through real quick. I don't I don't know exactly what my rating is going to be, but uh, I I really enjoyed the first half of this movie. I think the first half uh, of the film, or, or the first forty minutes, all the way up until his first performance when he gets up and sings, Elvis does, and starts gyrating his hips, getting all those girls screaming. Everything up until then worked really well. I felt the energy. I felt the pace. I was feeling the story. I was thoroughly engaged. And then over the next 40 minutes, the movie lost me. And by the time the last hour hit, I I didn't care. Like, all the emotional moments are skipped. Like, the only one I felt like you even got any kind of time with was when his mom died. And then everything else just felt so fucking abrupt and so sudden. Like, even Elvis is dying. It's just like, we don't see him die. We don't see what leads up to his death. It's just like, oh, I'm performing. And then, oh, newspaper flash. Elvis is dead. It's like, holy fuck, bro. That is so fast. Like, I don't I don't have time to take all of this shit in. And yeah. I, I need that. Like, that, that helps me connect emotionally to these characters and that stuff is skipped on and it's just man it, it that it's the one fatal flaw for the film like if like i, I want to cry in moments in this movie but i can't because you don't you're not allowing me that time to cry it's it's move on to the next idea the next thought the next subplot the next blah 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 it, i don't know it, it it is condensing somebody's life into a film and that's you know that's got to be hard but maybe we should have like i don't know maybe the filmmakers should have picked like we're gonna do the rise of elvis or we're gonna do the fall of elvis or if we're gonna do this colonel story then we need to be we need to be with austin and tom as they develop their stuff and that needs to be the central relationship and all this other political mumble jumble and uh, family bullshit all that needs to be cut the fuck out if we're gonna focus on this story it's just it's too much and it's it's too distracted with all this other crap that being said regardless of what i think of the movie if you're a fan of this music if you're a fan of elvis presley in any way shape or form i think you're gonna enjoy this movie i think you're gonna love it i i i, I couldn't yeah, couldn't see how you're not you're not gonna go bonkers for, for like just like those little girls screaming in the in the auditorium and just gonna shout yeah give me all the Oh my god! But yeah, I I did miss Baslerman's style in that second half. Tom Hanks's performance is fucking pathetic. It's fucking pathetic. Could you not see what he's doing, Baz Luhrmann? Like fuck, bro! <laughs> like how many great performances have you directed? <laughs> I know it's a choice. choice. It's a bad choice, Jared. Is what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's not a choice. I'm saying it's a shitty choice. 
I'm saying when you're listening to that man have that accent and you're, you have your headphones and you're watching the monitor and he's talking, how the <laughs> fuck are you not laughing? How are you expecting to keep a straight face with that fucking accent? It's like a fucking comedy. It is like fucking Tom Hanks was, was working on dark, uh, fucking Walk Hard. It's like, dude, this is a serious oh, movie. Man. How can you have that accent with a serious, this serious fucking film? Come on. You're taking me out of everything. It's like he, he was in a completely different fucking movie. He was directed completely different. And maybe it's because, I don't know, uh, you know, Austin uh, Butler had to do the El- whole Elvis impersonation thing plus play a character. So, I don't know, may- maybe Tom and Baz thought he needed to have an uh, outlandish accent as well. But uh, whatever. Tom, you could have just used your regular voice and it would have been a lot better. I would have been a lot more sucked in. I don't give a fuck how accurate it was because... From what I've been reading and all these articles, the movie wasn't that fucking accurate anyway with history. So uh, maybe we gotta just like you know let this one go. Um, I was gonna come in at a five point five, but there are a lot of good elements in the movie. I, I, I guess I'll come in at a six, six. Maybe I'll, I'll, maybe I'll come in at a six five. There, there are a lot of really great fucking elements in the movie. Like a lot of the technical stuff is so well done. It's just man, some of these creative. Dis- fucking decisions made with this story are just they're flawless sloppy oh wait what where <laughs> no th- some of the moments with the, the story is sloppy oh okay yeah all right i thought you were talking about the technical shit no no i think i think the technical stuff's fine it's it's oh that's it's great it, it yeah. really is nice all right brian we've talked for nearly an hour and a half on like all the things that jared and i loved about this movie and you've just given a very low rating i really just give me like Give me like four minutes on all the things you fucking hated about this. Wait, what? I I, I think I just did that. That's what he just yeah. did. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, you, yeah, you kind of did, but like, but I like, just want, how do I you hear really more feel? about it? Like, you you give like, me like twenty like, seconds you, on it. You, you give know, me like you know four how, like, minutes. We, you know, like how when we stop the podcast and then you're like, yeah. all right, look. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, yeah, right. I, I guess the only thing I could even add, think of that is just it's the cliches, bro. It's so fucking cliched, written. Like the minute the scene starts, when like something's gonna happen, you're like, I know it's gonna happen. I know, I know the outcome. I, all right, move on. We can just go. We can just go. We don't need this scene. Yeah, no, okay. Make it go faster, or just cut this whole fucking thing out. I know exactly what you're gonna do. Stop. Yeah, no. I'm, that's why it's boring. That's why it makes it seem so fucking long. It's so fucking cliched, written that. This is the only film that I've watched since we've done this podcast, since we started in 2015, where I have checked my phone five fucking times. Holy shit. Wow. I don't think I've ever brought my phone out, but maybe like once during a movie. Just being like, uh, okay, we're at the second half? All right, good. <sighs> like legitimately like while you're walking, watching the movie. Yes. I looked at my phone. Like, yeah. I, like Once oh, I looked at it the second time, I was just, you know, literally just kept it in my hands folded my arms and was just like looking down every now and again like oh all right okay 40 more minutes fuck what else is left for 40 minutes <laughs> even when elvis died i was like there's still 20 minutes in this movie left <laughs> well I-, I knew that there was a benchmark for when elvis was gonna die because in the uh, in the interviews that i listened to uh they said multiple times <laughs> that uh, basically when unchained melody plays that's it, you know, yeah. like, like you know, which, 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 you know, I was expecting that to happen before, but it's like boom, dead, boom, there we go. It, it, you're right. The way that they handle the death is so fucked up, man. 
We we got we got nothing there, you know. I know you spend the whole movie with this motherfucker and he dies, and you don't even get an emotional moment to fucking even have try to drop tear. Well, they're they're thinking they're thinking that that boom, I'm dead, right? Then we're gonna look at you. You're you, you're struggling to get out to the fucking piano, and you go over and and it's got all this great Coca Cola cup sitting on it. And um, but yeah, <laughs> they, they, they <laughs> that was great product placement. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. But anyways, uh, you know, and then like he's, he's just struggling and he's sweating, but you know, he's fucking belting out this fucking song. And it was like two weeks before he died. You know, like it's like you're looking at the, at the end. Uh, I think that that's a little poignant. I think living on that moment is what he wanted out of that. And if you're a real Elvis fan, we're screaming at this motherfucker when you were 17, and then now you know. You know, later, and, and you've been living with it your whole life. I guarantee you, that's that's a that's a big moment for you. But as, as a film, you know, if you're coming in cold, yeah. then yeah, it doesn't land where you think it needs to be. So I think that he's like relying on this built-in like mm. fan base thing to to drive the emotion in the story. You know what he's doing? He's ripping off the ending of La Bamba. That's what he's doing. But the difference is, die. is those guys died in a in a plane crash. So when it comes out of nowhere, mm-hmm. that makes fucking sense. La Bamba uh, with the Lou Diamond Phillips. You remember that? I think it's La Bamba. La, La Bamba. La Bamba. La Bambu. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I I remember watching that a lot when I was. A kid. Yeah, because it was on HBO. Like, I mean, work. yeah, I think both of those, <laughs> both both of those points stand for me. Like that that was what I as not really a fan coming into this movie was like I was expecting a little bit more emotionality a little bit more like oh i give a shit about this moment but i could tell the number of times where the filmmakers were just leaning into you know what's going on you know what's happening you know we're rat in this and so you should feel something that i was just like i i guess now it's a point where we're supposed to care we're supposed to cry oh shit he just died oh oh, oh that's sad i guess and with that, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. <laughs> Might as well continue it, goddammit, Jared. <laughs> if you want to send us an email, you can reach out to us at moviegrouppod at gmail.com. I don't remember the rest of it, Brian. Or you can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Movie Crew Pod. Jared. See, it sounds better when you say it. <laughs> You're just used to it. <laughs> Jared, where can the audience find you? Brian, the audience can find me at Graceland because that's where my heart is. <laughs> is it? I'm going wait. to Graceland, <laughs> Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> I'm going to Graceland. See, that's a uh, Paul Simon Graceland. Are you? Um, are you ten feet off a of bill? No. Are you just all right? The no, no, no. Fuck, 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 Mark Cohen. I'm talking about Paul Simon. Graceland. Look up the album. I can't even do it. Excellent. I can't, I can't. Anyways, you can find me on Instagram at CheckTheGate or on Twitter at Jared B. Callen or in my bedroom listening to Paul Simon. And Griggs, where can they find you? I am probably not going to be in Graceland, but I will be at Kirksey Media on Twitter or Instagram. That's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media. I guarantee you, the Griggs, that we're going to be at Graceland. I mean, I, I, I pro- based on my <laughs> job description, I will be a Grayson Prince. I'm about to say, don't fucking lie. <laughs> oh, oh, hold you up. You can follow me, Brian. Elf. No, I got to look up the seconds. soundtrack number. 
Because I didn't have it ready like a fucking asshole. Right. We're going to be closing out the podcast with Unchained Melody. No, we're not doing that one. Saw the ghost of Elvis on Union Avenue. Followed him up to the gates of Graceland. And watched him walk right through. <laughs> you know, security, they did not see him. They just hovered round his tomb. <laughs> Holy shit. Will you, will you hurry up? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you still going, Brian? Just let it, just let it end, please. <laughs> just let us go home. Like the longest podcast on this movie. This movie, this podcast is as long as the fucking movie, bro. <laughs> no, it's not. We have to go for like another fucking two hours. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't even have Chris to talk about costumes. Just let us go home, please. All right, you guys can find me on Twitter at Elkins Edits, and uh, tonight we're going to be closing out the show with uh, track 13 from the Elvis soundtrack performed by Mr. Austin Butler. It is titled, Baby, Let's Play House. Enjoy. Well, you may go to college, you may go to school, you may have a pink Cadillac, but don't you beat nobody's room. Come back, baby, come. Come back, baby, come. Come back, baby, I wanna play house Well, listen, I'm gonna tell you, baby, what I'm talking about. Come on back to me, little girl, so we can play some house now, baby. Come back, baby, come. Come back, baby, come. Come back, baby, I wanna play house You always play house, girl. Baby, I don't want you to know Come on back and let's play the house So we can do what we did before Now baby, come back and baby, come Come back and baby, come Come back and baby, I wanna play home Thanks for getting this in. I love talking God, shit about all the shots. people you guys got to work and with <laughs> over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> you guys worked with assholes! We no, worked with Tom no. goddamn Hanks. Tom and he Hanks was is a, a fucking... fucking he's a goddamn sing. national treasure. He he's a goddamn, goddamn national treasure! Sing. You take it back! <laughs> he's only a treasure when he doesn't have an accent. Otherwise, fuck you, Hanks.
That's not true. That's not true. I gave, him, I gave him dinner recommendations, and he said thank you, but we're going to watch the movie instead because his wife Rita had not watched the movie yet. And I was like, you're welcome, Tom Hanks. He left, and he was like, I want you to know life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> no, he's like, if that bearded guy talks to me again, fucking fire him. <laughs> no, 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 no. You need to understand, in between every single fucking reporter that came into that room he was like he was like it's like a thousand degrees in memphis and like 90 percent humidity i don't understand how any person would choose to live in memphis and he was he kept looking at me in between all of the times where he was talking it was like i bet your face is hot <laughs> you know he was, just, he was just speaking he was just speaking and he was like he was like I don't know how he, he he looks at me. He looks me in the eyes and he says, "I don't know how you choose to live in Memphis." And he says, "If I lived in Memphis, I would have moved away when I was in second grade." And he's looking at me, talking about like how he would have chosen as a second grader to choose to live to move away from Memphis. And I was like, "Tom Hanks, I did not live in Memphis when I was in second grade." But also, I don't know how you as a second grader would choose to move away from Memphis because of the <laughs> he humidity. Picks, he just picks up his diaper bag and leaves. <laughs> but like, thank you for, for looking at me and wondering why I am choosing also, as a nearly 40-year-old to live in Memphis. It's, it's kind of shitty, Tom. I, I like Memphis. Fuck you. Well, I, I was getting ready to say, like, <laughs> come on, Tom. Like, what are you talking about, bro? You live in fucking L.A., the place that catches on yeah, fire, has constant exactly. earthquakes. It's going to the ocean. What are you it's talking It's a different about? type of heat, Brian. It's a different type it's of different heat. different kind of if heat. If I'm not bringing breathing in small. He's like, I'm not breathing. It's so human. It's so human. If I lived in Memphis, I would have moved away when I was in second grade. Yeah. And I was like, Tom Hanks, you would not be able to choose these things when you know, you're in second grade. What are you talking if, about? If we're going to try to actually reach the length of the film. Uh, so I mean, might as well. The, I, we already... The, the, yeah, I know. I, I know. And, and I, 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 I do want to appreciate uh, this film for letting us actually spend some time in Elvis's bedroom. And right? I think it's really interesting to think that Elvis died in such a colorful bathroom. You, what, what, right? Why didn't we get to see him die on the fucking shitter, right? Come on. That would have been in a that cinematic. Colorful, <laughs> the, the, that rainbow tile. The, that, actually, that bathroom's baller, bro. And, like, and, like, and Priscilla's fucking like, 90 she was wearing. The fuck, bro. Oh, my God. Fuck. When she's like, fuck this, I'm out. And she's walking away while she's in that goddamn bedroom. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was like. Her, I'm telling you. It's fucking insane, and it makes me think that, that she's got a closet in that fucking sex dungeon <laughs> with sex. with the TVs with the with the TVs on the ceiling. Yeah. There's a closet full of those like nineties and shit. Where and, she's like, she's like, look at me right now. Yeah, no, I know you bring people in from that <laughs> side door, but you have this that you're married to. But it's fine. I'm gonna walk out. The other side door. Honey, we pushing the beds together tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was one large bed in Graceland. Yeah, that was probably added at, uh, like way, way into the 60s. Way, way after. You know, they didn't have double beds in the 50s? That's well, sinning. You, well, it had to be after Mama died because Mama wouldn't allow such no. things in the house. No, not knowing they were, <laughs> they were, what, 15 feet above her? Mama was a God-fearing woman. <laughs> My boys are not having sex under the same roof that I sleep in. Get damn. You ain't going to be doing. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Cut this fucking podcast off. All right. Man. All right. I'm done. <laughs> Head and stop. Damn it. Same here. <laughs>